Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, it's Amy Luciani, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Rich energy. I want Chanel, drape me in nice. Don't text me, you love me, just tell me the price. All right, y'all, we have the beautiful Amy Luciani off hey. the course today. How are you feeling? I'm excited to be here. I'm excited. Now, I know that you've been in Atlanta for quite some time now, but you're originally from Detroit. Detroit Can you give Michigan. us a little insight on what it was like for you growing up in Detroit? Um, growing up in Detroit, now that I'm older, I can see like it was fast. It was very fast paced. Um, something that you don't appreciate as a kid, but then it's like, oh wow, I get it now. That's why I'm such a hustler. That's why I'm, I think so quick, but it was just busy. I have a lot of siblings, um, single mom. I don't want to say the typical single mom story, but imagine mom in the house, five kids. It was busy. We learned independency grocery shopping, list, hair, all of that. We learned it very, very young, probably younger than most people. So my childhood was good, but it was like, gotta help mama out, she doing it by herself. Okay, so I did see back in your younger days, you were on a famous talk show with your <laughs> siblings. Oh, so were you guys like in the limelight a little early? You, you could say the limelight, but the music scene back then was so different. It was like just the popular neighborhood kids kind of going into the TV thing, but we didn't really make it as far as you would say the limelight, like fans running and stuff, but we had a buzz. We were just so young doing it that, you know, my mom didn't really, she didn't know nothing about managing. She just had daughters that could sing. So limelight, I won't push it that far, but you know, a lot of people now that we're older say, oh my God, I always thought y'all was gonna, we was just waiting for y'all to kind of topple over into the fame part, but it was kind of short-lived, I guess you would say. And why would you say it was short-lived? Typical girl group. <laughs> <laughs> Typical girl group. Um, four girls, just you know, when we got around 15, high school, my oldest sister, you know, typical wanting to be hot wanted to do her thing, then the youngest sister wanted to kind of just be a kid and was kind of in and out wanting to be the lead rapper. Then you had me who wanted to do it so bad. Um, I'm really the only one that's still doing the music, but back then it was just coming into high school, realizing it was a lot of studio time for us. But then you want to party and hang with your friends like normal people, but we couldn't do that for a long time. So some of the siblings kind of felt like I want to live. I don't want to do this. So it just unraveled quickly, real fast. 
And I always see how um, people who start off in music very early on, they always talk about missing out on the extracurricular activities because they got to go to the studio all right. the time. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I didn't consider it missing out because I wanted to do it. I love to do it. Like I was never the person who had to be in the mix with the group. I was always like used to working and used to doing it. So for me, it was like doing it. We got a lot of uh, more so money, exposure out of it. So partying, we wasn't getting none of that. So early on, I never, I always was like wanting to work and be in the studio and do music. Now, Amy, we got to ask you, what age did you jump off the porch? Hmm. I will probably have to say 17. I really want to say 16, but I will probably have to say 17 was like, made my decision. I'm a boss. I'm about to go out there and do what bosses do and go become a bigger boss. So at 17 was like my, you gonna get it? Or you gonna sit here like everybody else? So I think that was like, you know, you're almost feeling grown around that age. So you thinking, I knew I wasn't going to college. That was never in my plan. I love entertainment. So for me, 17, I was already like, now when I get 18, it can start being grown, grown. I'm finna show y'all. So <laughs> 17. And what would you say was one of the biggest life lessons you learned? Hmm. I think that for a long time, I would tell people like what the plan was. I thought that was what you do, you know? This the idea, this what I'm gonna do. So when, you real, when I think back on so many things I didn't do, it was never because I didn't think I could do it. It was always because somebody else told me like, uh, that's probably not gonna happen or only one in a million do that or this. So my biggest regret is telling friends and family so many of the goals because I, I would if you if you was close to me and be like girl I really think that you probably should go to college because this might happen or you should go to work I would be like you know what you're right it'll play in my head like you're right it's not too many people that have done this so naturally I'd be like I'm gonna go what they say now I regret it every time I think about it I should have did so much more you know what I mean back then so so what was it that clicked to you finally like, you know what, I gotta stop telling people my plans? When I stopped telling people, somebody told me, somebody said, don't tell anybody the plan. Just don't tell them. Half of the people have given up on their dreams already. The other half that are working towards a dream but it's not going in their favor, they're gonna tell you, it's hard, it's too hard. So somebody told me, and this is just a few years ago, don't tell nobody the plan. Nobody, because words come in your head, they make you doubt yourself here and there. So for me, when I noticed things were getting bigger for me, I realized like, well damn, what was the difference? I literally just stopped telling people and I just started doing the shit. Ooh, you are preaching. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. And as stated before earlier, like we said, you've been in Atlanta for a long time mm -hmm. now, but what sparked your transition to well, from Detroit to Atlanta? So, I, I'm gonna be real. Um, 
I literally one time just spent the whole weekend just like hanging out, partying with my friends back home. And I noticed a lot of the people whose lives I admired. Um, it wasn't even just musicians. I'm talking about anybody that was balling, anybody that was traveling, taking vacations, anybody driving a nice car. I realized like they're not doing what I'm doing here at home. And I'm like, why is nobody checking me? Why is nobody saying, you know what I mean? You need to, you want to be an artist? You need to be in the studio. I didn't have people telling me that. It was like, party with us, stay with us. And I realized like at home, you can do home-like things because most everybody around you doing home-like things. They just doing what needs to be done. But if I wanted to kind of come out of that, I knew for sure I had to go somewhere where it was like busy. It was conversations about money, 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 music, 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 success. And not saying that I wasn't having conversations in Detroit, but it's family. If no, nobody in your family a millionaire, you're most likely not talking about being a millionaire with your family. You're just talking about the everyday stuff. I never wanted like everyday stuff. I wanted big, shiny, all of it. So I knew I had to go somewhere where they were thinking like that. In Atlanta, when I came, was like popping. If you came out here, you was either gonna get spit back out or you was gonna make it or be in a position to make it. So I knew I was going to Atlanta for quite some time, but nobody else knew I was coming here. But I knew it. My mom knew I wanted to come. And with you transitioning from Detroit to Atlanta, what would you say was like the biggest risk that you took while you were out here that paid off? Hmm. Really working. It, it, I, I sat back when I first came here, I seen so many girls doing all the stuff I wanted to do. I just couldn't afford it. But when I look back at them, at the time it looked like, wow. And they all were telling me, don't work. You, you work, nine to five, nah, we out here. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. But I had a mother and, and a mentor in my ear saying, you got to go to work for now. And I always felt like I hate, I hate clocking in. But they said, if you stop working to get this dream that you want, you about to have to do a whole bunch of other shit to get it. And I knew then, like, I don't want to do that. So I worked for a long time. So I don't know. I would have to say if I didn't stay humble enough to say I want to get this on my own, I ain't trying to do A, B, and C, the working part of my career is what really helped me save to come out of work. I noticed a lot of people just jumped out of work and was like, I'm an entrepreneur. Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. I had two people saying, you don't do it like that. You save your bread, then you do it. So when I did it that way, I didn't go back to work. And a lot of them girls, they went back to work because they ain't had their own shit. It was somebody else's shit. And my last over here working these little jobs, they ain't paying shit, but in the long run, 
it worked out. Now, a couple of months ago, I saw that you posted about having short-term memory. How did you find out that you were going through that? Whew. Wouldn't it be crazy if I said, I don't even remember how it's like, nah. <laughs> But uh, for me, I, I think that I noticed it for like two months. It would be something as simple as like the, the, the first time I told somebody it, I told Mozzie, um, me and my friends had hung out the night before we got fucked up. Like we partied, we started in the daytime and we went crazy that night and everybody was sick and hung over the next day, including myself. But when we got to texting and talking about it, I couldn't remember like somebody mentioned the food we ate and they were like, oh, that was so good. We got to go. I'm like, I don't even remember what restaurant we went to last night. Then I started thinking deeper. I couldn't even remember what I wore the, the night before. I'm like looking at pictures. like, oh, OK, where do we go? What club? So I told Mozzie and he was like, you have been forgetting some real small shit. Like it wasn't making sense. So then I started really paying attention to it. Finally, I'm like, mm-mm, something ain't right here. Like, I literally cannot remember something so small that everybody else is remembering. And my memory, I'm on it, pre this. So I noticed, like, do, doing my research, going to a doctor, COVID has had, I had COVID two times. One time it took me under, the other time, you know, I shook back. But I found out that some of the symptoms from it has been like short-term memory loss and a few other things. So when I started researching it and seeing it was so many other people saying like their number one complaint, complaint is my memory is kind of foggy. So for me, it just kind of connected the dots and I'm just like, something has to give. Like what I'm trying to do to be sitting there like, oh, you forgot to call this person. You forgot to email this person. Or what was her name? You just met her. It was so embarrassing. Cause I'm like, I, I don't remember her. I don't remember her name. What's her name? People would be like, you just met her two days ago, that's the producer so-and-so, or that's the songwriter. I couldn't remember him. So I said, I gotta figure something out because the doctor was saying, if you don't catch it and just be like, whatever, it's kind of faded, it's okay. He said, you're not gonna get it back. So, child, as of recently, you talking about memory games, trying to focus on, bitch, you gonna have to remember that. Instead of calling, Mozzie, do you remember this? Mom, do you remember this? I just been, forcing myself like you have to remember it and I'm taking something else too that's helping but it's been scary it's actually been kind of scary so what would you say are some things that you cannot remember it's it's weird it's always the in the moment like you could tell me like somebody was just telling me their birthday plans and this just happened and the next day when she called and was like, okay, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to wrap the birthday weekend up. Like, what do you think I should do? And I would say something and she would say, we just went over that yesterday. Remember I said, I can't do that. And I say, when do we even talk about it? You know, my friend would be like, what? So it's just like an instant thing. But the big stuff I can remember, like not gonna miss a show, not gonna miss something super big, but it's just the little things that I just, they just slip. If they happen, I ain't thinking about it. Within like 20 minutes, I just don't remember it. Ooh, does it ever interfere with like your songwriting? I haven't noticed that, but I mean, honestly, I've been having to, just as a songwriter, it's either I'ma text it 
or I'm gonna write it in my head, just say the line over and over again, and then the next bar. So for me, it's been focusing on a certain line more than I usually would, because I can't, like, it's not like I used to go in the studio and just rap it and say, oh, that don't sound right, do it this way. I can't even remember the line before it, so I gotta play it back, okay. Just kinda, it's really, I'm redoing how I'm, I'm actually recording it in the studio, because it ain't how it was as far as just memorizing every line that I say, but I'm optimistic. I know it's gonna get better. I know it it's will. gonna get right. I now, hope it get right. <laughs> it will, girl. We gonna pray over it. Woo. Yeah, it's gonna get right. And you know we got to talk about you and Mozzie because <laughs> when I first came across y'all, it was that video where he cut your dress up. <laughs> I should beat his ass too. Just think about it right now. So <laughs> before you guys met, what were you both up, up to and how did you guys end up crossing paths? It's so funny. Uh, we were up to the same thing we're doing today, just without each other. Um, when I met Mozzie, I met him, him giving me his mixtape. I met him giving me his mixtape. Uh, it's so weird. I, you know, I came out of Subway to a restaurant and it was like two dudes standing at the, um, standing at the door trying to talk to me and I blew him off. No, I'm straight. I ain't trying to, no. One dude handed me a CD. I went in the car. I was like, oh, I had so many CDs in that area. Everybody was doing it. But then Mozzie came up. He was like, how you doing? Uh, my name is Mozzie, I rap, da 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 start talking. So we had a conversation. I couldn't understand what he was saying now. Because he country as hell. But I was just thinking like, wow, his approach was so much different. Like, he went into, he had just moved out from, moved from Texas. And so it was, I think, called Trapped in Texas. Um, or something like, yeah, I think it was Trapped in Texas. So instead of him just giving it to me, trying to sell it to me like the other dudes did, he gave it to me and was like, I want you to listen to it because this is like Trapped in Texas 1. If you fuck with it, I got Trapped in Texas 2. So it was like a story behind it, I think. And he was telling me the plan, like this, I'm about to do this. This is what I'm about to do. And I'm thinking like, you don't even know me. Like, why are you giving me the rundown? But it makes sense to the person that I'm now engaged to. And four years later, like, he's a detailed person like me. He's gonna focus in like, gift a gab, he gonna, you gonna buy the CD. Cause I would have bought it if he wasn't giving it to me. That's how much you just, that's how much he talked about his business and his dreams. So I'm like, wow, hustler mentality. So it was just natural. It literally just went in just like that. You hustle, I hustle, you this, I'm that, okay. And how were you guys really able to build up the Amy and Mozzie brand? You know, what's crazy, we never, even talked about building the brand. We didn't have a discussion about it. it, just, the brand almost built itself. It was weird, it's like, we were just doing it off our little iPhones in the house, in the hood. We didn't even think like, we were gonna, we didn't know how to monetize off of Instagram. This is how natural it happened. We did it for so long for free, just cause we enjoyed it. And then somebody's like, why y'all not putting the videos on this? If y'all getting, 500,000 views for free on Instagram. Why y'all not taking it to YouTube? We was like, we just having fun. We just crazy, we just enjoying ourselves. But, okay, you talking about some money. What do we need to do? Because we didn't want to have to clean up how we act, how natural we are. We cuss, we crazy, we do us. 
So they were saying, you know, YouTube is gonna love y'all. So we did one video, we just put one on it and it was over with. So we didn't even have to really, I don't know, not saying it arrogantly, but we really, the brands almost all come for us. And then we just are the talent doing it. It's, it's just weird. It's not as hard as you would think if it's just a real authentic chemistry, you know what I mean? And what are some things that you both teach each other when it comes to love and business? Hmm. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I think they tie in hand in hand, like business and love. You got to have dedication for that. You got to have dedication for business. You got to have loyalty to something or how it's going to work. If you even in business, if you click hopping, if you just dick riding, if you're doing everything that everybody else is doing, you, you, you're pretty much a goofy like everybody else. So it's not really going to sell. It's the same thing with love. Like if you ain't in it for real to do it, you might as well just stop playing with it or keep playing with it. Cause that's all you're going to get out of it. So just, it's the same thing. You got to be dedicated to something. You got to be willing to risk a whole lot for the business, love, put a little pride to the side. Same thing with business. You might not you might not like that CEO, but that's the one cash in the check. You love that CEO. So with business, with, even with love, it's like, get on my nerve, piss me off, but you lose a little bit of pride when you really love somebody. You just, you just know that shit gonna balance itself out, like it always does. And how do you guys both balance the relationship and also being in the spotlight of the- Put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from Andrews Federal Credit Union. From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. Public eye. Being... In, re in real reality, being realistic. So um, a lot of issues a lot of people have on social media, we're on social media. We might not comment a whole bunch of stuff, but we're on it, you know, we see it. A lot of stuff that's going on is like, it's just goofy shit. It's just, you could just tell, if you really love somebody and fuck with somebody, the goofy shit that be going on, you know the person didn't love them. It's cause you just literally cannot do it if you really love somebody. So for us, it's like, we already know what it's coming with. It's gonna come with the girls in the DMs. It's gonna come with the, I guess some people consider higher echelon dudes in my DM, whatever. When you talk about it and you know it's gonna come, you're already ahead of the shit. So what are some things that you both teach each other when it comes to love and even business? Um, dedication. Like, whew, it's hard. Like, two rappers, very similar dreams, 
Um, and we're going two different pathways. Like a lot of people think we got the same team or we got the same support team or the same this, that. We're doing two different things. So it's like, I'm betting on you that you make it, pulling me up, or he betting on that I make it and pull him up. So for us, it's really just dedication. Like a lot of temptation is going to be around. We experience that. <laughs> we experience it every single day because I'd be ready to pop, pop some of these holes. <laughs> but it's, it's coming with it. It comes with a lot. So we're learning so much together. That's the crazy thing. Like we've never done this before. Like all of it is like, it's new to both of us. So we're both just, we just have this idea that if we stay together, we got each other's back. At least you got somebody you can trust while you're going through this shit. Somebody you can tell what's going on. I'm not going to blogs. I ain't telling nobody else. So you need somebody that understands like dedication and being loyal. So for us, the business and the, ro the, the relationship part, it's just hand to hand. It just works out. We got the same end goal, I guess you would say. We don't have the same goal, but the whole end goal, it's, it's, it makes it easier. We're going in the same direction. Now, getting into your music, we got to talk about how you had your lyrics stolen. Woo! And we know that Riddy Rucci was involved. So what exactly happened with that? So from what I can say on the situation, um, I've been, and I learned some major lessons. I can't like solely fought somebody else or her team or her or the producer because I learned a lesson in it too. Um, at one point in my career, I was being brought into a lot of different writer sessions. And me being new to the game, I would just come in. You never know if it's gonna be writer so-and-so from Cali, writer so-and-so from Maryland, so-and-so from Texas. So in these rooms, it's a writing session. So we're all ping-ponging ideas. We come up with it. Some people are doing voice memos. Some people filming it, going live. It's a lot of audio going on. So I'm typically one of the only females in the room writing. You know what I mean? So I guess me letting my guard down, I'm like, there's a bunch of niggas in here. I mean, and most of them bigger than me anyway. Nobody about to steal my lyrics or play with my lyrics. But I learned quickly that if you don't have it copywritten, done the right way, I mean, when I say, when I left that session, a month later, I heard, I heard the verse. And for me, I kind of was stuck on, it's not the entire verse though for me, like all of it is not my lyrics, but some of those are my lyrics. I'm like, how did this happen? So just reaching out and kind of getting a runaround and then you figure out, it's not really the artist that did it, but she wasn't in the session. But we figured out who, you know, how those lyrics even made it into that label's hands. But it was just a bigger lesson for me. I had no business just, being goofy ass, being in there, oh yes, th say this, I think this would be better, da 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 da. And people right in the corner just, well, we gonna use this if you don't, but no, it's, those is my lyrics. So just learning the business again, every time I bump my head, I tell people all the time, don't get fucking bitter, your ass better get better. Cause I learned a bunch of lessons from that situation and that, that situation couldn't happen again. So if it didn't feel good, of course, to be taken from, but I know it could have been way worse. It was something I wasn't really using. It was just material that I was really putting together for another artist. So I didn't take it as a personal situation, but I fucking learned a whole lot from it. So I'm kind of glad that shit happened. And did it affect you in any type of way as an artist, just dealing with that situation? 
Yeah, I had to realize um, some people want it just as much as I do, and some people will cross you to get there. I'm just not that person. I'm not her. I'm getting there regardless. It's, it's going to happen. I, I know it. I work hard enough to feel that confident. But some other people who might not e either have that confidence or have that moral intact, you know, personality would be like, bitch, I'm getting to the cross line. If I got to take this from you, if I got to cross you, I just learned that this is the, the business. I've heard about it happening to other people. I didn't think it would kind of happen to me so early in my career. Um, it was kind of flattering almost to be like, well, your, your work is in places that you really didn't think it was in. But I just learned I got to be a little more professional about my shit. I'm not just coming out with a little notebook, just in sessions. Hey, I rap, but I write too. Let me get to writing with you. Oh, I like that. Let me go get in the booth and lay it down and leave and never get the session or leave and never get the email. I just was wanting to be in the circle with my music and the way I went about it. Just young, un unprofessional as hell, but I'm on my business boss shit now. So now I got, got in order what I needed to get in order from that situation. How do you feel about the way the industry treats women of color, especially female, well, women in rap? Hmm. Now that's, that's good. Um, it's a conversation that I think we know and see is going on, but a dark-skinned female rapper talking about colorism and hip hop, it just sounds like a, a cry thing. You know, it's like, I don't want it to become this cliche, that's what we go to thing, but I don't have no reason to lie, cap, about none of it. It is, it's an obvious that um, it can be a color, color issue sometimes. I think that just from the commercials, the advertisements, the music videos, the, the main model they pick, the baby mama, the, the, the one they marry, we see in hip hop in the culture that a lot of the times it is kind of a fair tone, curly hair. So I think that when you're used to seeing that, it's not the fault of the industry, but if it's been depicted that that looks better, naturally, what are artists gonna do? I'm gonna put the light-skinned girl in the video. I'm gonna put the Latina in the video. I think that we have to be scared, uh, stop being scared of understanding that it's all beautiful. So what the last 10 years, this is what they put in the video. So what? This is a whole generation. We bucking the system anyway, in all type of ways. So throw in a couple dark skinned girls, throw in some girls that look like me, you, your sister. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Everybody's not going to be that. And it's really just a follow the leader thing. If somebody would come up and be like, I'm signing a Darcy and female rapper. I'm about to put the same beauty market play behind her as the others. I think that, you know, the industry will evolve where it doesn't kind of look the same, sound the same. Um, it will give a lot more opportunities because I know so many talented girls that either tiptoed in the business and didn't make it far 
and then you see some other ones that tiptoed in and they made it so far and it's not even a measure of talent versus this it's about if this works so many times we're going to keep going with this that works so why change the formula but you never know you're going to switch it up and did double of what that did but i think a lot of people just figure that blueprint work we're going to keep doing it this way so for me i'm just excited to even be cracking the door open to show them like as brown as I am, we're going to make it happen. We're not going to say, oh, it's a light skin versus brown skin thing. Oh, I can never make it because I've heard it. I've experienced it personally, but I don't give a fuck about it. I'm still about to come in the door. So it's about if you want to lay down and accept the shit or you want to get past it and be like, hey, remember me? The dark one here. I'm looking forward to that coming. Now that you are an independent artist, what are your thoughts about signing to a label? Hmm. Ooh, that's 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 a good one. I, I'm I'm not totally against signing. Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. A label. I know a lot of political things come into that, and sometimes, most of the time, is kind of being controlled as far as image-wise, this, that. I think that the independent route will work for my personality, right? I want to stay black. I, ain't, I don't want to change it up. I don't want to change the look. I want to do what I'm doing, me. Um, so I want to hold on to that independence. But then we know when you cross over to the label, that's a bigger machine working it. So if the opportunity came where it's a label that understands like, one, I'm dope as fuck. Two, I know what I'm doing music-wise, image-wise. I just don't know the paperwork. I would be for it, of course, if the money is right, but I've had opportunities more than I've talked about to people. And most of them came to, we wanna change this, 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 this. We want you to look like this, this, this. And a lot of it was not me. It's, like, I, I want to continue to be the voice for the girls, not the new manufacturer shit. Like, I can do that too, but I've come this far for being this way. So I think independent for now is going to work for me. But I think I might be getting close to an opportunity with a smart business situation that understands, like, we just going to put this behind her and let her be a star. So we just, we are working right now. <laughs> And speaking of working, we got to talk about rich bitch energy that is going yes. nuts all over. So what was the inspiration behind this track? Me, me, everything I love, just bold, myself. I give the glitter, the glam, I get a hood, rich bitch energy. That's the energy we all need to have. Like I always tell people, when I say rich bitch energy, that don't mean you gotta be rich. We know so many people who, you know, to most people might be not that attractive, but when she walk in the room, you'd be like, damn, it's the energy she's giving. So the rich bitch energy is just promoting, like, you are the shit. I don't care what size you are, what color you are, where you come from, where you're currently at, where you work, you are that bitch. 
on the level that you are in right now, you're that bitch. You're the leader of that level. So, yeah, rich bitch energy. We, we about to push this one heavy, too. And who are the producers that you worked with on this one? Okay, so this was produced by Six Element. Three guys, three dope guys. But together, they are just, when I say a powerhouse, they've actually, in the last year or so, I've been kind of working with the same production team, engineer, studio. I used to kind of bounce around for a different sound. But I think that they kind of mastered what's best for me, you know, as far as how I'm sonically doing everything. So six elements, Wanda God, Parker, we, we got something going on. Yes, shout out to them as yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. Now, uh, we got the Rich Bitch Energy. You also dropped your other single as well. Talk, tell us about that one. So this one is called Jelly. Um, I think this is gonna be big just sonically for the dance scene, the club scene. Like most of my music is sometimes lyrically. It's like, okay, you wanna, you wanna get some lyrics, some bars, you gonna get that. But I kind of watered down on just focusing on so much lyrics mm -hmm. and more so focus on a vibe, like, a a fun song. So Jelly is like ass shaking, ratchet, nasty in the club, might take your fucking shoes off, get on the couch, like it's about to turn them up. A Jelly strip club That's anthem. It. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and before we wrap up, feel free to actually, no, I lied. What else can we expect from you this year? This year, music, videos, features, um, I'm biting off a lot right now. Like, I want to get into the features, a lot of the bigger artists. Um, I think lyrically, I've advanced enough to kind of have the full confidence to be like, instead of just showing my friends or my family my music, I'm really putting it online. Like, without, you know, sometimes you put music out and you wonder being a, a smaller artist, like, oh, are they gonna fuck with it? All oh, the numbers ain't gonna be as high as so-and-so's, but for me, I'm just putting shit out now. So I'm just gonna be dropping them, video, dropping them, radio, interviews like this, and just really putting a face to a lot of the buzz that happens on social media and putting a lot of music behind it. Cause I think with me, people are so used to a little bit of the music, more of the relationship, more of the Amy thing, but I'm an artist. So y'all about to catch these songs. <laughs> That's what you about to catch. And before we wrap up, feel free to give, say any last words and give your shout outs. Okay, let me see, let me see, let me see. First off, I definitely appreciate y'all for having me on the porch. No, off the porch. Off the porch, I appreciate you having me. Uh, look forward to just these videos. Like as far as independent artists, as long as y'all are streaming the records, talking about the records, sharing them, I'm just hoping that it's just gonna level up level up higher and higher and then you know we're gonna break the radio in break them tours in all of that but i just appreciate everybody who's supporting like y'all and even you know giving me an opportunity and a platform to tell them who i am rich bitch energy i want chanel drape me in nice don't text me you love me just tell me the price rich bitch energy put a little spring in your step with great savings rates from andrews federal credit union 
From now through March 31st, you'll earn 3.75% APY on your savings when you open our three-month Spring Forward Share Certificate. Start with as little as $1,000 and watch it grow. Open your new share certificate at Andrews Federal and spring forward towards your savings goals. Get started now at andrewsfcu.org. Andrews Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. APY equals annual percentage yield. For eligibility and membership requirements, visit andrewsfcu.org. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.